0: Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised.
1: The post-Civil War landscape of the American West offers escape and opportunities to many new immigrants who come to the country's shore. A few of them brave the journey to the camp town of Missouri Crossing, each looking for a new lease on life in the Dakota Territories. Join the settlers of Missouri Crossing, including Gregory Smith, played by Joaquin, Sister Margaret Miller, played by Monica, Bjorn Hagman, played by Chris, and Craig as the keeper of arcane lore, as we explore the horrors that await us on Down Darker Trails. Bjorn, you're, you're you're hightailing it back on your horse towards the um, where you last left the camp, um, but you, you're you not sure exactly where you're going to encounter him along the way. Can I get both a ride and a survival
0: roll? Yes, sir. So I'll do the ride first. 56, 56 out of 50, which is not a success. And survival, 45 out of 30, which is not a success. Bend your luck, please. Oh, yes, I can. Can I uh,
1: spend luck or you can push a roll? Okay. If you do, tell me which one you're going to do.
0: First things first. That's a very good idea. I'm glad you said I'm going to spend the luck for the to make the ride roll and which I'm going to spend six to get that down to 50 to be a success. So that puts me down to 26. And then for the survival roll, man, can you recharge luck? very often. So I'll do the ride. Since that's my priority, I want to ride. I want to get there, get them their food. And then the survival roll, I'll just fail because I don't want to push it because it's 30 and the odds are not in my favor for that. So I'm at 26 luck. <laughs>
1: All right. You're getting back to where you think you should be encountering them, but you haven't come across a camp yet. And you're starting to not like recognize a lot of the, fe- the features of the land. You know, you can't be too far off because you're still hugging the Mississippi, but You're just having a difficult time encountering them and you just haven't seen, you're not sure if it's, you just haven't seen them yet or if it's dark and like you don't see the fires or maybe they changed their position. So what would you want to do Bjorn?
0: Man, I'm going to try my, well, I mean, I'm really kind of in a predicament, so I'm going to try to see, fuck man. I am in a predicament. <laughs> you know what I mean? I really am. I'm going to see if I can find any tracks that show like, okay, if this is the area where I think they are, they had to leave tracks. So they're moving as a, you know what I mean? A large group. Is it dark out now or is it daytime out? It's dark because you but you traveled after only breaking for a few hours. So unfortunately, I can't do tracking at night. You know what I mean? Out here. Well,
1: you can roll, but.
0: Yeah. It's, I'm sure it's going to be more difficult or is it yeah. going to. It'll be more difficult, but you can still do it. How much? Oh, I got a fifty right now, and, and track. What would it be with it being dark? Well, now?
1: you would roll the skill, and like the, your degree of success will help inform what you're okay. looking for.
0: I'm gonna try to roll it just to see if I can do it now. You know, and then if it doesn't work, then I may have to uh, do it the first light. You know, sure. Twenty-five. So I got half of my skill. So that's a
1: great success for you, then. Awesome. So you you keep riding and. You're looking around, looking for tracks. Maybe you um, maybe you missed them, but um, you're thinking maybe you missed them, or maybe they took a, a shortcut to try to catch up with you, and you're you're just thinking, well, if they kept to the plan, they should be here by now. But you're kind of starting to get into a little bit of panic, and then all of a sudden you kind of hear
0: a mooing. I just kind of smile to myself a little bit, and then I just kind of make my way towards the mooing. I'm looking for light of any sort. Yeah, once um, you
1: encounter um, the edges of the herd, it doesn't take long to see the the meager bonfires that are basically cooking nothing at this point. But
0: kill one of the cow. I'm like thinking to myself, like as I roll up, like are these cows really so worth it? Where we're, I'm just like, I'm not sure. I can't put two and two together. I guess you know I can't tell people are starving or whatever. But I was kind of like roll up in like, I, and I'm looking around for someone to be like, you know, I'm like, hello, anyone around? Got the supplies here. Uh, Gregory, Margaret,
1: you hear a voice echoing out into the, into the night.
2: Sister Margaret would um, slip out of the wagon and kind of look around. She's feeling her heart kind of pitter-patter, and she's not sure if she's hallucinating Bijorn's voice or if it's really there. So she's going to step out into the night, You know, wrap her arms around herself to kind of rub her arms to stay away the cold, and she's going to call out, Mr. Hagman, is that you, Mr. Hagman? Hello,
0: hello, Uh, it's me, hello. And I keep riding forward with my supplies.
2: She gets really excited and she just, her voice cracks a little because she's so hungry. She's like, Mr. Hagman's back, Mr. Mr. Hagman's back.
1: Gregory, you hear uh, Margaret calling out and a few other people in the camp seem to get their spirits raised as well.
3: Uh, Under his breath, we'll say about damn time. And outwardly, he goes like, "Okay, finally, yes." So get him in, get him in the camp. Let's sprout out the food. Let's enjoy ourselves before we reach town, whenever that is. Hello, is Mister Freeman around?
1: A few of the uh, cowboys um, start talking excitedly, and a few minutes later, Russ comes up and like he he's basically just wearing like his pants and suspenders. Um, and he he's shirtless. He starts um walking with his uh,
0: thumbs inside the suspenders. Hagman. Man, i got the food here and i just kind of like get off the horse still not realizing people are starving you know what i mean just well what are you waiting for get it to the people what is, what i'm like looking i'm all perplexed i'm like where's the kitchen folk? is yawn. yon you're around gregory hello it
1: takes a few minutes but um you eventually see your son kind of like walking
0: towards you like super like slowly um I say Norwegian to him. I'm like, what are you doing? What's going on here? Why is everyone acting all out of it? He kind of gives you like a light smile. And then like, you can basically
1: hear like his stomach grumbling as he gets closer to you. And he says in Norwegian, well, father, we haven't eaten since you left.
0: What? With all these damn cows around? Then I go back to English. I'm like, Mr. Freeman, you're going to make people starve here when you, you could have taken one of these cows. I sent you, didn't I? You said to me, yes, but my boy is starving here and everyone's starving. Is, are these cows more important than people surviving? What if I didn't make it? What if I, something happened to me? You made it.
1: And he looks um, pretty resigned, but you can make me a psychology role if you
0: like. Yeah, I'll go ahead and make a psychology role. I mean, I better watch my tail and this guy pays my bills, you know, but uh, I failed 77 out of 60. Maybe it's just his voice,
1: but you were just not picking up on the empathy that you believe should be there.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I'm just like, whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, decided single handedly, I'm going to like prepare dinner then, you know what I mean? Like I'm unpacking, I'm not going to ask any of these people to unpack any of this stuff, you know? So I just tell him, I'm like, boy, is that fire? Where's the, where's the kitchen equipment at? Um, he kind of takes
1: you to like the fire. Like some people had enough energy to get one going, but um, you know, it's like the pots are just like empty next to it and like ready to go but
0: yeah i just go ahead yeah. and start working on it on my own as i'm like trying to like be all jovial you know like hey everyone we got food coming here it's a big meal big meal We we'll pretend like it's a big holiday feast here and i'm just like getting the food ready kind of like just still yeah. pissed off at the whole fucking situation. opening tins of beans and yeah. like uh
1: unwrapping cornbread from uh paper um things and just like handing them out to people uh samantha samantha smith comes and um, tries to assist you. And it doesn't take um, very long for the food to get passed out and people like start eating it pretty much immediately. You couldn't, you can only carry so much. um But uh yeah, people seem to be putting it away pretty well. Yeah. I guess uh scenes on you guys, if you, lo- if you want to
0: have a quick scene here, I l- go up to Gregory, I-, I assume after he eats, you know what I mean? And I pull him aside for a second. Yeah. So why were no cows killed? Like why? Why did you all decide to suffer? Well, I th- I think the, th- the
3: reasoning was that since we're not that far from town, that we we there'd be too we'd kill too many of the cattle for uh for there to be for it to be a financial loss for Mister uh, Baker. I so you
0: you're willing to suffer and starve to death for his
3: cattle? Hey, that's hey, hey. why he sort of leans in. If, things, if if you if we had been further away, I would not hesitate. But right now we didn't need to go that far, so it, it it worked out for now. It worked out. All right. So we didn't have to resort to dressing measures, but uh, if, if we had needed to, I would have I would have thought, of the, thought of the cow myself. okay? Just just a couple of days of tightening the belts.
0: that's all. It's a little bit of suffering. Well, it does body good. I just kind of look at him for you know what I mean like like after he says it, there's just like a couple seconds of silence where I'm just looking at him when he says that, and I'm like, but we are going to start a new life. It's not worth suffering if we don't need to. Like, fine. It is what it is. Time to move on, I guess, but I don't like coming back to the fact that there's <laughs> everyone's walking around like they're half-dead because one man doesn't want to get one cow when there's hundreds of them here.
3: I'm pretty sure it would have been more than just one, but that's beside the point.
0: All right, let's shake my head fine. I guess on to the next morning, I guess. All right. Let's, yes.
3: Let's, let's not let this stop us from moving on.
1: The group of you sees to everyone being appropriately fed and making sure that they have enough um, provisions between everyone to make sure that they can at least get to Minneapolis, St. Paul area. And you take off um, pretty early the next um, morning, basically the same pace um, that you've been going at and again you're able to stop off and replenish supplies um at this at this point um along the way uh Ru- Russ seems a bit um like uh down and he doesn't try to stop any like cowpokes um, from going in themselves and to stay back with the cattle himself during all this a lot of you are able to like you know pay for provisions and Gregory you're ma- you're able to uh make sure that the amount that you have is more than enough to get to the next spot, um, which should be a straight shot to Missouri crossing proper. But um, yeah, is there anything anyone wants to do while they're in the twin cities area?
0: If we have time, well, two things, (laughs) one, I'm going to go take care of my needs and get some companionship after I clean myself. But two, I'm like, you said that Freeman was acting low down and staying behind. Yes.
1: I mean, you might not have personally picked it up on that because of your uh, failed um, psychology okay. role er, um, earlier, but, um, you know, like there's been scuttlebutt in camp saying like uh, he's
0: a bit upset. They, about what? Who are you asking? Well, whomever I hear the rumor from, you know what I mean? Like the person's like, oh, you know, I heard it's not happening. Like, about what? Um, you interject on the conversation yeah. and uh, Sam Baker uh, all looks at
1: you and says, well, Mr. Freeman, does seem to be taking what you said to heart at this point.
0: I right, stop for a second, and I kind of, like, generally, like, it's nothing to dwell over, but, you know, what am I supposed to say? I come back, and I see my boys half starving, and no one has food, and there's food walking all around. You know,
1: we are all hungry, and I'm not sure about you, but um, sometimes people just don't make the best decisions when they're faced with, you know, strife that they are not used to.
0: I just kind of like chuckle at that. I just nod my head. I turn around right towards town, seeing the irony. You know what I mean? <laughs> the fact that I was in the same position myself. So I'm in no place to say anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> so,
1: Margaret, um, you've been administering to uh, Sister Michael, and she's been getting a little bit better as you've been taking care to you know, feed her some of the provisions that uh, Bjorn provided. What What's going on in your head right now?
2: Sister Margaret has been giving some of her rations to Sister Michael since she eats very little and she's kind of used to being on the wiry side. It's no loss to her. But as far as mindset goes, that was pretty scary for her, being near starvation. It's kind of hitting her the reality of this trek. It's no longer, I mean, she's lived in poor conditions and she was a nurse in the military. So she knows what it's like to ration things, but she's never gone hungry to that level. So it's very scary for her to think that nights and days such as that could repeat themselves in the future. And she did hear Mr. Hagman talking about, you know, the cattle and why couldn't they just kill them? And it's a sentiment that she, of course, would have had as well, but given her place in society, she wouldn't have the room to just walk up and say, well, why don't we just kill the stinking cow? So she kind of feels that if Mr. Hagman hadn't come, Mr. Freeman would have just let them all starve to death. Or maybe if he killed the cow, it would have been for himself and his people and would have left the rest of the caravan to starve. So she's fighting with these jaded feelings towards Mr. Freeman and... At the, at the moment, she sees that the one person that she can trust, aside from the people that she came with, is Mr. Hagman and his son. So she's kind of keeping like a mental list of who to trust, who to not. And she's being a little bit more cautious around everyone because now she came into this feeling that she could trust everybody on the caravan. But now she sees that some people are definitely in it out for themselves. So... Aside from Mr. Hagman, you know, she's kind of keeping to herself and watching for signs of people that she shouldn't be trusting. That is a very good answer.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I never knew my reaction to him would cause this this turmoil in the camp, you know? No, but it's
1: like, you're faced with starvation and and like, you you probably haven't had the discussion with him, but um, like out of character, he's faced with like, his own personal like financial ruin versus like the responsibility of these other people.
0: And I mean, yeah, I get it. It's a hard thing, but for me, it's like, you know, it went from, Oh, we got bad flour. I'm just going to go get some food. We'll be fine. We'll make it work. Coming back. It's like, damn dude, what the fuck happened? You know what I mean? (laughs) Like,
1: so um, Bjorn, you're able to um, wash up um, in the river and then go off and find a place to satisfy your needs. Normally you wouldn't um, think to, you know, break into your savings um, for an extravagance like this without um, some more guarantees on what your future is going to be. But, um, you know, it's I'm thinking it's like a big, like calculated um, risk you're taking to get the stress off your mind because you probably know how much stress kills people, especially in positions like you're in.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's a good thing you mentioned that, too, is the fact that, like, maybe he does that because of the stress of everything he deals with, too. You know what I mean? Like, plus knowing, like, just, yeah, just the almost not feeling like he found them, like, what he came back to and all this shit. Like, he's just like, I'm going to treat myself (laughs) self-care, hashtag self-care. You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) You're a paying customer, but again app 20 like it's it's more of like a carnal animalistic needs that satisfying rather than your intellectual pursuits and social things afterwards maybe it's like one of the women just made fun of your pot marks or like i don't know what sort of um sort of scene would uh, you expect uh to- Bjorn
0: to come across. <clears throat> to be honest, I think I mean not to like get too like you know vulgar or whatever, but I think it would just be like quick into the business. You know what I mean? Like he's not like a for how much he does that. He's not like a sexual person if that makes sense. You know what I mean? It's almost like like I said before, like how you know like his only partner before his wife died was his wife. You know what I mean? So like this is almost like a like like I said just a release. You know what I mean for what he does, but it's not like a big extravagant thing or whatever. If anything, more like. Like we mentioned before in Chicago, not saying that has, this has to happen now because maybe it can happen now. But like where like when he's done, he'll sit downstairs of a this place, you know, whatever place and read a book and have a beer. You know what I mean? And then just kind of like be around stuff and people, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a small factor of a larger process. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you.
1: Oh, it makes sense. Like uh you probably didn't even like care like all the poking fun that might have happened to you um in the time because you're just you're here to fulfill base desires at this yeah
0: point. that's it yeah it's just like blowing your nose you know what i mean or whatever is just like it's just part of something to get him centered yes yeah, so a base desire 100 percent.
1: so um after a few nights um you probably take um some party r&r um in the Twin Cities for a bit, the decision is made to continue west. A few people from the caravan decide to lay over in the Twin Cities and decide that this is as far as they want to go. You lose like maybe one cowhand and like like two or three families that were with you, but the rest of them, you decide that now is the time to make up some of that lost time and make for the final stress west. Places of lodging and addresses are exchanged for with some of the folk um, being left behind and. In case a mill um route is eventually established, but you wish each other the best of luck and continue west. You keep traveling again. You're on the trail for a few more weeks when Gregory, at one point, you notice that one of your daughters, Mary, is
3: playing with like a dog and you don't recognize the dog. How big is it? Like a is it like the, a danger to her size or is it just like a like small that so she can play with it?
1: She's definitely bigger than it. Um, Like, how old did you say Mary was? I think she's like 10-ish. Yeah, she'd be
3: about 10-ish.
1: Yeah, um, she's like kind of like playing with the dog. And it's like, it's not a huge dog or anything, but it just seems dirty and underfed.
3: Uh, I was like, hey there, Mary, Uh, where did that dog
1: come from? I don't know, Daddy, he just followed us. When did he start following us? Uh, just the other day. And he, I saw him last night and he came around today and I gave him a piece of bacon and look, he's such a good boy.
3: Right. And I, I love the dog. Like, Can I tell what it is or is it just like, is it like a puppy or is it like just? It, it appears to be a young bo- dog. It's not a puppy
1: per se. Like it has like a lot of dirt kind of like in its fur, but it kind of like looks at you and like, does one of those head tilts and goes,
3: Um. <laughs> uh, hmm. All right. So he's got to be, he's, he's probably from around here somewhere, probably living somewhere. Huh. Right. Why don't you run along? I'll see if I can. So do you want to keep him? Uh, can I? Maybe. I'll, I'll have to think about that and talk with your mother and see what supplies we could possibly save for it. And I start looking around seeing like, you know, you're trying to see in his head, like he's trying to, you know, there's a dog out here and it seems friendly to a person. So, had to have been around people at some point. So, yeah. Um, Mary looks at you gleaming and kind of takes off running.
1: Abby, Mark, daddy said we could keep the doggy.
3: And in his head, he's going you know, like, <sighs> and so in his head, Mark, I mean, Gregory is like, oh, well, could possibly be a good thing. Uh, he'll like, you know, sort of look at the dirty dog and I'm like, well, it doesn't look rabid or f- we're gonna attack him. Okay, I'll take a chance with this. Maybe, I guess I could, t- maybe you mentioned to somebody's making, keep an eye for another camp somewhere or something. And so, yeah, I'll take the dog, you know, probably like, just pick it up and just be like, after we get some water on you, get this mud off.
1: Yeah, and you're like, right next to the w- river, so, you know, cleaning the dog off isn't too difficult. You... You're cleaning them off, and you're noticing that like it looks. At one point, he might have been like in some sort of fight. There's like an old wound, but it looks healed over. It's hard to tell what breed it is. It's definitely canine. It's at least uh, thirty-five pounds, but
3: yeah, it's definitely canine. Uh, hmm, I ain't quite seen one like you before, but there's a lot of things I haven't seen. Maybe you're like some of them European breeds. or something. I like to go to find Bjorn. Bjorn.
0: Yeah, know. No, yeah.
3: So but my daughter found this dog here, Don Mary. You ever seen anything like that? I I don't recognize the breed. Is it kind of like do you know
0: anything like you anything you've seen? I look at the dog, does it look like anything I've seen? It's definitely a mud of some sort. <laughs> I um yes uh I'm thinking for a second. I kinda like look at the his daughter real quick and I wink at her just to like kind of like so he doesn't see that I look back at Gregory, I'm like, it is a very fine breed indeed, Gregory. It is known as the Norwegian Trail Sniffer. Trail Sniffer, yeah, Norwegian Trail Sniffer. Very right. nice dog. She's really good with the little girls too. All right, uh, he'll look a little bit
3: sideways at the, you know at that you know how she's facing it. All right. Well, uh, you know we found it. I yeah you haven't seen any like tra- other tracks or aside from us around here or something just because it seems pretty friendly for being wild. Uh, and I'm like,
0: have I seen any tracks around since we've came I mean, about? You haven't, you haven't specifically been looking looking yet yeah.
1: and you're traveling with almost six hundred head of cattle. yeah
0: I, I it's too hard for me to tell like to be honest got some so much trampling going on anyways. I haven't already been looking right well I guess it must just be good fortune from the Lord then yeah Norwegian trail sniffers are very prodigious dogs, yes, they are all right well if
3: I think a fashion would call up for him and stuff. All right, so I hand him back. I you know, put the dog down. Okay, it like, okay, so you, you talk to your sibling too. You, you, you have the honor of naming this uh, proud specimen. <laughs> proud? He, he says he has no idea what the word specimen means. He just knows it's fancy. <laughs> uh,
1: okay, yeah, your your children are overjoyed and run, run off of the dog and start arguing over what to call it. Anyways, um, you keep traveling um, for a few more nights, and one night you decide that this is the good a good spot to make camp, and you settle down. You actually have uh, full bellies for a change, and you know you're making yourself selves comfortable, and you got dinner. Um Yeah, some of the cowboys decide to go break off and get their like harmonicas and their banjos and start playing a little bit. Yeah, Gregory, your wife Samantha kind of like puts her back up against the wagon wheel covers um, the two of you with a wool blanket and pulls out a well-worn book and um, kind of offers you like the cover of it
3: thank you and I sort of lean, lean down and just just be like all right so you know I look at the cover and I sort of nod and approval and I sort of hand it back to her and it's like you know you can start reading
1: okay she opens it up and like the, her page is marked by a ribbon, and this is something that you do like not every night, but most nights. But uh she pulls a ribbon out and starts reading. Lo, tis a gallant night within the lonesome latter years, an angel throng be winged bed night, in veils and drown in tears, sit in a theater to see a play of hopes and fears while the orchestra breathes fitfully the music of the spheres. And you recognize it as um, a poem written by Poe. It's it's one of your prized possessions, a uh, collective works, some um, all bound together. And Bjorn, at some point, you decide to get up and check on the cattle because you heard uh, something making noise in the distance and you hear the horses unease. So you go just to see if things are okay. Yeah, Margaret, um, you're kind of lying awake as well. You, Your eyes are going in and out. You have a full belly for the first time in ages and... You know, Sister Michael seems to be on the mend, and you're just kind of like looking, your eyes are going open and shut as you're kind of falling asleep by the warmth of the fire. But can I get a spot hidden roll at this point, Margaret?
2: I failed 62 out of 55.
1: All right. And yeah, it's, you're not alarmed or anything at this point. Like the smoke of the campfire is just kind of like maybe getting your eyes, and you kind of shift over a little bit and just listen as uh, Samantha Smith continues to read and you're um, you're looking around and you found the um the horse that's been causing a bunch of noise and you realize that it is saddled but it's just walking around without a rider
0: i'm right away going into like alertness mode you know what i mean i'm looking around right away to see if there's someone that is off the horse or like what does like what does the saddle look like does it look like a european saddle or does it look like something a native would ride it looks like
1: uh, one of like the like western style saddles that um you've been using it has like the horn up front you, yeah. you recognize the horse as one of them that uh, uh the drovers brought with them and like you you like you're the only one who um
0: has like a specific horse oh okay, yes, yeah. um, so they kind of rotate the horses huh? yeah, and normally would there be someone on this horse watching the cattle at night? Well, you just think it's strange
1: that yeah. um, the horses walk around with a saddle on.
0: I'm going to go look to see if I could find whoever was trying to, whoever was riding that.
1: All right. Yep. So you go off and start looking and you, you're definitely getting this like uneasy feeling of like being watched by something. And like, you're noticing that like the, the cattle are kind of like all kind of lowing and like making a bit more noise, almost like they're anticipating something's just off and it's just giving you this uneasy feeling.
0: Yeah, this isn't good. I'm going to see if I can see anything in the cattle or anything walking around. Like, can I do a spot hidden or something like that?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, make a roll for me.
0: I got 20 out of 50. Per-
1: so, your eyes are scanning what the prairie and they like kind of pass over and you're seeing smoke from the fire. But, like, then you notice some smoke that it's kind of like pluming forth from behind one of the wagons and you notice that it's blue, which.
0: Yeah, what is- does that signify?
1: Well, you can make me a natural roll. Uh, natural world roll.
0: i mean i got 20 percent worth the shot you know what i mean so, shot. yeah 49 out of 20 i did not make it so no idea i have no idea i'm gonna go ahead towards it though with my rifle you know or i i i have my pistols with me so my rifles with my hope my horse or would be on my horse you know so i i'm just gonna kind of like go forward like maybe draw one of my pistols just to be you know what i mean safe because this is just has me feeling on like you said feels like someone's watching me you know
1: Yeah. And you just got this weird feeling from the animals back at the campfire. Margaret, you're smelling something just kind of weird right now. And you're listening to Samantha as she reads, and she seems kind of like oblivious to what's going on. And Gregory is just kind of like in and out as well. But like you smell like this, the smell that kind of reminds you of myrrh that's used in some of like the Catholic ceremonies throughout the year. That's, that's probably the closest thing you could think of. What's going on in your head as you're kind of like just lying there, like listening, getting smoke in your face?
2: She was listening to the story. I imagine her, you know, she was kind of bobbing her head, kind of falling asleep, waking up. And she kind of jolts awake with a cough, um, being so wiry. I imagine that, you know, her nose is very sensitive. So she scrunches her nose up. She smells something. It's familiar in some way, but completely foreign in another. So she lifts her head up and looks around to see if maybe some sort of metal had fallen into the campfire to make that kind of unfamiliar noise, uh, smell rather. And when she can't find the source right away, she kind of pauses and says to uh, Samantha, "I'm, I'm so sorry to interrupt Mrs. Smith, but do you do you smell that?
1: She stops mid sentence. Smell what, Gregory? What's going on in your head right now?
3: At first, he was just enjoying, sitting back, enjoying the uh, familiar story. But now that it's been interrupted, he's like, okay, what? Well, she's trying. He'll, he'll, he'll like try to, you know, had to be you know, interrupted for a reason. What? What's the reason about? And he'll yeah. like try to take a sniff of the air too. Oh, you're a blacksmith. That is definitely sulfur. He, 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 he like you know just oh that's not nah, that sulfur. Wait, sulfur? He will like, get up at that he's like, did we bring any sulfur? On this? And he like he's like in his head he's like so. Uh, I'm but he's he's like try, trying to list down the possible sources of where, where sulfur will be burning anywhere near here.
1: I mean, you have probably some like metals. I mean, metal metal metallurgy like kits and powders, but that wouldn't be anywhere near a fire. Yeah, you're kind of noticing, like, this blue smoke starting to build up and billow from, like, around your camp.
3: At that point, he is, uh, I don't know. Would he still fired at that or not? I don't know. I definitely think he would be like, okay, there's something wrong going wrong here. He'll just be like, he'll tell somebody, get the, just get the children and stuff. I'll go and check out what's going on.
1: Both you and uh Margaret kind of hear, like, the... Snoring of johans who's also sleeping by the fire.
3: Okay, I'll give I'll give him like a nudge awake. He he stirs, um,
1: opens his eyes, and then kind of closes them again. So Bjorn, you're making your way towards what exactly?
0: Wherever the smoke is at, you know where I see the fire or anything like where I see the fire. That's where I'm heading towards. So you start
1: to get closer, and then you notice that the blue smoke is not actually emanating from the fire itself, but rather from behind one of the wagons.
0: I'm creeping silently, trying to stealth my way over to there, you know? See what the fuck is going on, because <laughs> at this point, he's like, what is this? He's got to get to the bottom, whatever this is, you know? Can you make me a listen roll? Yes, I can, and my listen is 50, so I'm going to make that roll. Hold on one second. I fail with a 96. 96.
1: So you can't hear a thing over the sound of your own heart beating and your own breath as you're making your way closer to what's going on. Like you, your mind kind of darts back to um, your time in Oslo when you're creeping along some dark tunnels um, out the city limits and you're looking to put an end to one of these like groups of people who would go out and do some sort of like ritual in the dark or some sort of vile acts that you haven't been thinking about this since your talk with um, Margaret um, weeks earlier, but now it's kind of front and center in your mind and you're making your way over to the wagon and you recognize it as the missionary wagon and your, your eyes kind of like scan the, like the horizon looking for threats and it kind of like skips over a shape and then darts back over to focus on it. And you see like this, humanoid figure on the ground and there's big like bellowing bluish smoke shaped outlining this like some sort of monstrous beast just like chewing and staring at you and it's chewing on this body and the body's not moving at all and it's just glaring at you chewing and chewing and chewing and this would be a perfect time for a sanity roll
0: All right, let me go ahead and roll my sanity. Uh, My sanity is 50, so let's go ahead and roll this. 17.
1: All right, so that is a pass. So uh, that's a D3 sanity loss.
0: Three. All
1: right, so you have permanently lost three points of sanity. What do you
0: do? Shoot. (laughs) Shoot. (laughs) That's what I do. I got my pistol out. I'm just fucking like that's his instinct you know what i mean like something's looking at him that's mawing on someone and i got a gun i'm shooting
1: all right roll me your firearms
0: roll your pistol skill. okay firearm handgun is 55 yep go ahead let's roll that 69 but i'd like to force the roll please by that you mean uh push the roll push the roll yeah
1: okay so what is the consequence if you fail this time
0: the gun jams and it can't be used until i sit there and have time to take it apart and Fuck with okay. it, because okay. I got two pistols. Right, all right, cool. Let's go ahead and do this. Forty nine. So the gun goes off, and a bullet
1: um runs through the air and hits something on it. Can you roll me your damage?
0: Yes. What's the damage for a pistol?
1: It depends what kind of pistol you have.
0: Damn, dude. Like I would say, like a normal sh- six shooter. You know what I mean? Like the cowpoke sure. What do you think? Like
1: a. Like a
0: Colt 44? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. The damage
1: on that would be uh, 1d10 plus 2.
0: Okay, let's go ahead and do that. Give me one second. I rolled a 5 for a total of 7 damage.
1: All right. So you see your bullet pierce through this like shadowy beast shape and you see a big hole kind of like open up in, in it and it's still chewing. It's still chewing. It's looking at you and then you watch as the hole slowly closes up again and it stares at you. Gregory and Margaret, you heard a gunshot go off in close proximity
3: to your camp. At that point, Gregory's going to run and get his uh, gun.
2: Margaret's and... going to jump up like a meerkat and just kind of follow behind Gregory because she knows he has a gun.
1: All right. So the um, the two of you are running off probably towards... Uh, where would you keep your gun, Gregory?
3: I definitely think he'd like... Well, I think he has like he has like a pistol that he sometimes carries, but he, I think and, and I think he has like a rifle, like a shotgun or something. But he keeps both of them usually like in, his, in his wagon or something because he spends most of his time there. Okay, so it's like you have like a revolver and like a hunting rifle of some sort. Yeah, something like that. Okay, so you go. Yeah, he'll grab like the rifle.
1: Okay. You head over to your, um, your wagon and you're kind of fumbling for where you keep it. And it's not something you've thought about having to use for quite some time. And you're kind of fumbling around in the back um, of the wagon where you keep it. And eventually you like find like the cloth that you um, keep it wrapped in. So it's like nice and clean and oily and protected from rust. And you Yank out the um, rifle, and um, right next to it's another little pouch that has uh, a little pistol, and you
3: pull that as well. And I, I, I look and I just hold, look to the hold this for a bit and just like make sure to like load up both guns. Uh, Margaret, um, Gregory just passed you
1: a gun.
2: Her hands are shaking. She doesn't know what to do with this. And being a member of the church, killing is not really uh, something that she thinks is a good thing. So she takes the gun with shaking hands and and looks at him and says, "What do you expect me to do with this?"
3: I expect you to hold it till I re- till I load it, okay?
2: Okay. Uh, go, get go, get, want,
3: go get Johan. Go get Johan. If you want to go get Johan. She can shoot.
2: Okay, okay. So she's going to hold the gun as if it's, you know, up, loaded. And she's going to race towards Johan and try to wake him up.
1: So did you hand uh, Margaret the pistol or the rifle? The pistol. Okay. So you you find um, Johan is, like, slowly stirring from his sleep. Um, you kind of nudged him earlier, but he's had a really hard day's work and, like, he's he seems kind of out of it as he's trying to piece together what's happening, Margaret.
2: Johan, Johan, I, darling, I need you to wake up. I'm so sorry to have to do this, but something's in the camp. Something or, or someone in her mind, she thinks it could be, you know, maybe the natives gave away their position since they knew exactly where they were heading. And we had a, we had a gun firing. Uh, Mr. Smith has handed me this gun. I don't really know what to do with it, but you know what to do with it. Can you Can you come? Where's your father?
1: Uh, I am. Um... I am. Um, and like, you, you notice a bit more like Norwegian twinged accent in his voice as he's trying to piece together what's going on. And he's looking around and he's not seeing Bjorn anywhere. And he he's looking a bit panicked at this point. Uh, my father's gone. He's gone.
2: Oh, no. Oh, no. So now she's panicking because her knight in shining armor, Mr. Hagman, could have been on the wrong end of that shot. So she's like now suddenly very determined she's handing johan the the gun and saying you need to wake up we have got to find your father we heard a shot outside i don't know what caused it i don't know who it came from i thought your father would be here but if he's not here i am very concerned we have to find him
1: he accepts the pistol from you and kind of scrambles to his feet and he like reaches into his own belt and then realizing it's not there he kind of starts digging around in the wool blankets and produces a second pistol. And he kind of like uh, goes back over. and He's like, uh, right, right. You are right. You are sister. Um, uh, Okay. Which way did he head?
2: So she's kind of looking around in confusion because she has just woken up herself. She has no clue what's going on. Uh, so she says, Mr. Smith was looking for, I think his own gun or perhaps ammunition. I just, just follow, follow his wife. She's outside. We're all kind of, it's a mess right now. I'm sorry. I can't be very helpful. I'm just. I'm a bit panicked at the moment.
1: He he nods and starts walking off in um in a, a hurried pace towards um a direction which you think Samantha headed in. Bjorn, this thing is continuing to like basically I fuck the shit out of you and keep eating from the corpse as you had put a bullet in it and doesn't seem to mind it at all.
0: Yeah, at this stage I'm like in this conundrum. Like I want to like run. But then I know if I run, though, this thing's going to probably go through, you know what I mean, and hurt people. So I'm like, start screaming out the top of my lungs. I'm like, head, head! And I'm just like fucking going to fire again at it, you know what I mean? This time, aim for its head. Are you getting any closer to it, or are you staying at your same distance? I'm staying at my same distance. I'm not going to push it, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, Right.
1: So, um... I mean, I'm not one to use a bunch of pulp rules, but are you trying to,
0: like, just do an aim shot, or are you just trying to unload at it? I w- I'm i just going to say unload, because, I mean, aim shot seems so, like, fucking, like, he's just lost three points of sanity. You know what I mean? He's seen this <laughs> thing being mod, so he's just going to fire again. But he's definitely, like, trying to fight the result. He knows, like, he could potentially be the one who stops this thing from moving on into the village or give them time to react. Like, he's giving them time to react. You know what I mean? So. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to fire again at this fucking thing while the eyeball fucks me. Hopefully hits it in one of its eyes.
1: Now, um, is Bjorn what you would call a, a overly cautious person who would leave one of the chambers empty? Or is he a kind of like a cocky person or someone who is... Has... Overly cautious. Okay, overly so cautious. you probably have a, a chamber empty. So you probably yeah. have four bullets left that you're going to try to yeah. ban.
0: Yeah. All right. Um I'm glad I bought some bullets after giving them to the native dude. <laughs> yeah. You go to fire, it goes click. and like, Oh crap.
1: <laughs> All right. We're just going to make a ruling on this. So you will have four shots. You're going to try to put off. Um, each one is going to give you a, an additional 10% penalty on your shot. But, oh, okay. So what's your, um, what is your skill? With
0: uh, 55.
1: 55. So um, you got your first, um, you got your first one. So that's, plus 30 so 55 minus 30 is 25 so you can make four shots 35 or better just to put them down range at okay
0: it. i'm gonna go ahead and do that four shots at 35 percent. yeah right.
1: roll just roll four separate um, ones okay.
0: so i got uh 66 which is a fail 12 which is a pass eight which is a pass and 28 which is a pass
1: all right so that is uh three hits um can you roll your d10 plus two three times
0: all right First is five, second is seven, and third is four, so 16 damage.
1: All right. The thing stops chewing as three more holes uh, appear in it, and it is kind of like just standing there, and you're trying to gauge a reaction from it because like, normally if you put three holes into something, it definitely would go down, especially with um, a revolver that size. And it just kind of looks at you and all of a sudden this like, it opens its mouth and this like appendage shoots out and grabs at you. And like this appendage kind of just starts like wrapping around your bottom of your leg and just starts wrapping and you just feel it um, kind of like constricting and constricting and getting tighter and tighter and tighter. Can you make me a, like a a dex roll in order to see if you can stay up? 42 out of
0: 75.
1: So it's pulling at you and, like, trying to pull you down, and you're just, like, you're able to stay up, but you're just uh, feeling incredibly, like, weak from all this. And you, can you uh, subtract uh, three um, POW permanently from your score?
0: Damn, got it. Down to 57.
1: Gregory, uh, you have passed off your pistol to um, Margaret who went um, scared into the night um, looking for Johan and you you're standing there with your rifle what are what are you doing?
3: All right so he's going to rush towards where he heard the shot and presumably the the, the Johan I mean Bjorn's yelling and more shots.
1: All right. So you're kind of rushing, like you feel sort of like you did as a soldier rushing into battle at this point, right? Rifle in front of you, like kind of hurtling the campfire. You're making your way towards the shot and you see like the blue smoke that was starting to um, bill up in front of you. And you see, like, it looks like someone had roped Bjorn's leg in some sort of laugh. So, and he's like kind of dancing around trying to stay up. So then you round the corner, like of the wagon behind them, and your eyes are fixed on this like beastly creature of sort. It's just really difficult to like describe. And it just like, there's three holes in it that are slowly starting to close up. And it just looks like there's pieces of like person falling out of its uh, mouth. And it's like, it looks like there's like a tongue jettisoning from its face i guess wrapping around bjorn's leg and it's just like a lot to take in so can i get a sanity roll please yep 89 out of 60 oh your luck could not um hold off forever uh (laughs) that is actually a sand loss of 1d20 please
3: oh no i'm gonna go crazy (laughs) see
0: it's gonna be that blacksmith who murders his family that urban legends created about bismarck you know d20 Oh, please let me one. 16.
1: Wow. Um, so immediately lose uh 16 points permanently from your sanity. And um now is the time where you make an intelligence roll and you kinda want to fail this. Okay. Oh, no. oh at least my intelligence isn't that great, so calcut through one of the one of the games where ignorance is bliss.
3: A six! Is that a good or thing or bad? I don't know. It's bad. Well,
1: you passed it. You wanted no. to fail it. <laughs> you
3: passed it.
1: You passed the roll. So you fully you fully come to the realization that this is some sort of otherworldly, unnatural demon from God knows where. And like you're kind of just frozen in place as like... Bjorn shouting and shooting kind of like turns your head to the shouting and helplessness that um, you experienced in the war and you're kind of like looking at Bjorn like hope like trying to will yourself to help him but realizing that you you can't do it because like you're just frozen there and it just reminds you of the the, the many soldiers that you saw maimed and helpless trying to just pull themselves into safety so what do you what do you do, Gregory?
3: I I'm not sure, and I'm pretty sure that's sixteen in one go. I think that's a temporary. That is a temporary insanity, correct? So, but what do you immediately do? Uh, I think he's going to just start screaming and just start shooting at the thing, just because right. he's, he's he's like, oh, oh my god, this thing cannot should not be here. I just get it out of my sight. Get it out of my sight. Die already, die.
1: Let's establish what kind of rifle you have. Um, you said it. It's some sort of hunting rifle. Yeah, I'd say yeah. Would it be like a carbine or like a bolt action? I think bolt action would be the most likely. Uh, so let's let's just have you roll a your rifle skill real quick, Quinn. All right. And you can give me a seventeen out of forty. Well, you hit. So give me a two d six plus yeah two d six plus one. Let's go for that's ten. All right. So you're realizing bjorn that um like this thing is grabbing hold of you and it's trying to pull you uh closer and closer and closer and then all of a sudden the leg your leg is like released and you see a puff of smoke and it's just you and gregory standing there who's probably still screaming his head off who's still screaming his head off
0: I just am standing there, like looking at him. Just don't know what to do right now. I'm just at a loss, you know. Almost like I, I can imagine standing there till people start coming to see what the commotion is. You know what I mean? Eventually, a crowd
1: gathers, and here's Gregory left with this wild look in his eyes, holding a gun. Hunters Hunted Two Corruption follows four hunters who have been plagued by the supernatural society and is a great place to start if you're looking for more games to listen to by Twin Cities by Night and you enjoyed Missouri Crossing.